everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Addicts, welcome back to another exciting edition of the podcast. Week 10 preview. Mung, how is it week 10? I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm like a broken record. I say this every week. How is it so far in the season? But how is it week 10, man? Yeah, we're really getting down, getting down to it. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, and uh, with that comes some trade deadlines. So, you know, if you're yep. looking for help at the running back position, at the wide receiver position, now is the time to start eyeing some moves. And we'll talk about some players who are either overperforming or underperforming tonight. But uh, yeah, it's it's really make or break season for both NFL teams and fantasy teams, and we'll jump right into it. Uh, Starting with Thursday night football, we are recording on Thursday nights. We have the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Cordero Patterson scored two touchdowns in his first game back from injury. So uh, hopefully you started him and uh, (laughs) you probably started him tonight. Yeah, if you have to, I would. Um, Carolina's not a great defense. This should be... I wouldn't call this matchup an exciting game, but there should be some points scored, at least from, you know, Patterson and at least from the running backs on these teams. Yeah, I was going to say it might be a lot of a lot of ground and pound with all the wind and the rain tonight. So we will see about that. Um <laughs> Anything else to talk about Atlanta? I mean, it, it's really hard to trust Drake London at this point. Uh, Kyle Pitts, you can still start. Um, but, yeah, it's it's pretty rough out there for the Falcons. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm not starting London in Pitts. I'm only starting because every, every other tight end is just as bad. He gives you, you know, high-end potential, but he is definitely in that third tier of tight end. Yeah, and on the Carolina side here, uh, Chuba Hubbard's back tonight. We'll see how that workload split ends up between him and Foreman, but Atlanta ranks, you know, 22nd against the run. So again, touchdown possibility for both running backs here, especially with the weather not looking great for passing. And uh, yeah, we'll see how DJ Moore looks uh, with PJ Walker, still the starter here and a sleeper that we'll keep our eye on. Terrace Marshall has quietly been very much involved uh, since they fired their head coach He's now averaged 90% snap share since the coaching change. And over the last three games, he's averaged three catches for 57 yards, and he just scored his first touchdown last week. So we'll see if Terrace Marshall can start coming on a little bit as a sophomore. Post-hype sleeper city, population Terrace Marshall. Yeah, and uh, I don't feel great great about this one. Right now the Panthers are, are up three to nothing in the first quarter, but I was going to take Panthers anyway at home in an ugly low scoring game. Yeah. I'm just going to take the home team in this, in this garbage Thursday matchup. Yeah. Speaking of, I am uh, up one game on you uh, after last week. Bravo. Uh, Very good. I think, what was it? One of the few that we disagreed on. It was uh, only one last week. I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I uh, mean, basically fading the Raiders this season has worked out well for me and I will yeah. continue to do so. Um, Although I don't know about this week. We'll we'll get to the Raiders game uh, coming up in a little bit, but let's move on to Sunday. And we have uh, the first ever NFL game in Munich, Germany. It is the same time as those pesky London games, 8.30 a.m. Central, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. So 
make sure you wake up early for that one. And uh, look, I'm going to plug our Dynasty podcast, the Smash Accept podcast, because I talked about Geno Smith quite a bit uh, just a couple days ago on that pod. You can go and listen to that if you play Dynasty. But I'm not sure people realize just how good Geno Smith has been this year. Currently, he ranks sixth in adjusted net yards per pass attempt. He's first in accuracy, first in true completion percentage, leads the league first in clean pocket accuracy and in accuracy under pressure, third in deep ball accuracy, fourth in red zone accuracy. I mean, he's not just in contention for comeback player of the year. He's got an outside chance to be in the running for MVP if he keeps this up. As the Germans would say, wunderbar. Yeah, and apparently I found out that there are a lot of Seahawks fans in Germany. Uh, there's oh. a group called the German Seahawkers. And huh. uh, apparently the tickets sold out almost instantly when they posted this Munich game. The uh, 12th uh, man yeah. doesn't quit, does it? Yeah, apparently not. Uh, they are everywhere. Um, and on the Tampa Bay Bucks side, they can't seem to win in the trenches at all. They have major issues on both the offensive and defensive lines. Their own line ranks just 26th in pass block win rate, 22nd in run block win rate, and their defense is in shambles. Luckily, they're getting Antoine Winfield back from the concussion this week, but still 23rd in pass rush win rate, 21st in run stop win rate. Uh, Of course, the Shaq Barrett Achilles injury, he's out for the season. This is a team that I I don't really understand how they beat the Rams, to be honest. Uh, well, it's just because the Rams are really just that bad. If, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's tough to come back a season after winning the Super Bowl unless you're uh, unless you're Tom Brady and keep it all together. Uh, it, it's it's a lot to ask of fifty three men uh, on a roster to to you know be ready and do this whole thing. Now, granted, the team does look a lot different this year with the running back situation, with trying to meld and gel different wide receivers into the situation rather than just leaning into Cooper Cup fully. So there's changes. It's not the exact same team, but that defense is by and large the same. And I guess the defense isn't losing them games. The offense just isn't producing. Right, and they just can't score, and now Rashad White's eating into Leonard Fournette's work role. It's really yeah. Evans and Godwin who are the only fairly safe producers. Uh, I'm pretty happy with Fournette. I think he has a bounce-back week. I think the squeaky wheel's going to get the uh, drives that he wants to be on the field for in Germany this week. We'll see. That Seahawks defense has been surprisingly good, and you know we know Pete Carroll's given Brady a, a tough time before, and Brady has nowhere near as good of a surrounding pass as the last couple of times he's faced them. And maybe a shocker, but I'm actually going to take Seattle here in Germany. I am going to uh, lean with the home team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going against my own rule, right? Never bet against Brady, but I feel like this Seahawks team is being underrated at six and three and you know, they deserve, they deserve some credit here. Yep. Not wrong. All right, moving on to the regularly scheduled Sunday noon Central Mm -hmm. 1 p.m. Eastern games. We've got the Minnesota Vikings at the Buffalo Bills. Man, TJ Hawkinson in his first start as a Viking, 91% of the snaps, nine catches for 70 yards on nine targets. There could be something here. I mean, we've seen that tight ends have had success with Kirk Cousins in the past. We saw Jordan Reed in Washington with Cousins. Uh, Kyle Rudolph was a 
usable, albeit unexciting, back end tight end one for a little bit with Cousins in Minnesota a couple years back. And maybe TJ Hawkinson becomes that blanket he needs over the middle. Oh, you love to see it. He's a very talented player who've waited years for this kind of usage. We've seen glimpses of it in Detroit. Hopefully it stays up. Um, it, no better team to unleash him against than Buffalo, who, uh, well, it, even if Josh Allen isn't there, they have enough playmakers on that team to score points against Minnesota. So I, I do expect this to be one of the higher scoring games of the week regardless. I'm not so sure it will be, especially with, as you just mentioned, Josh Allen, very much questionable uh, with that elbow injury. Uh, they're saying it's a UCL sprain after his arm was bent backwards awkwardly by a defender. And Allen still has not yet practiced as of Thursday. We could see Case Keenum in this one. And, uh, you know, the only silver lining here is that it does sound like the Bills are optimistic uh, that Allen won't miss more than a game if he does miss this week. Right. And it's tough. I mean, without Allen there, if we're projecting Case Keenum to start right now as a Thursday night, I would think they use Singletary a little bit more. And I would think that Diggs is really the only safe start. Hmm. I guess in terms of a safe start, that's fine. But how many of these bills were we actually considering safe starts? Like, I love Gabe Davis, but he's not a safe start. Dawson Knox has touchdown upside but not a safe start so yeah i, I guess i technically agree with you but i don't think the upside is never i i don't think the upside of the other players disappears completely case keenum is a perfectly workable backup and he's got the revenge narrative i understand that and, and certainly there are uh you can exploit that minnesota secondary but at the same time I'm viewing this as an ugly low scoring win for buffalo with the defense <laughs> really really carrying them at home Oh, they sure will. I, I'm taking Buffalo as well. All right. With or without Allen, it sounds like we are both on the Bills at yep. home even. So uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears, uh, Josh Reynolds still has not practiced as a Thursday. So Khalif Raymond could be a desperation wide mm -hmm. receiver for uh, 95% snap share last week. Didn't turn it into much production, but he did have double digit PPR points the two games prior. So if you need some wide receiver help with four teams on by this week, that's a viable option. And then on the ground, this could be a big Jamal Williams week. We see that they like him near the goal line in the red zone. And Chicago's defense struggling against both the pass and the run, ranked 30th against the pass and 28th against the run. Certainly plenty of opportunity to score here against Chicago. It'd be great if they had a tight end for that spot or something, right? How long do we hang on to Jameson Williams? I guess this is more of a question for, you know, people who have that rookie fever all the time. He can't be owned unless you have an IR spot. And even this year, I don't think they're going to rush him back out there. I'm not expecting anything from him at any point. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be stashed just yet. It doesn't sound like he's particularly close to coming back, especially yeah. with Lions obviously not in contention. You know, no reason to rush him back because they drafted him for the long term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in deeper leagues, if you have the, the bench spot to stash him, certainly the upside is phenomenal. Uh, we've seen what he can do in college. The athletic upside is insane. Kind of a Jalen Waddle-ish clone. And uh, again, it all depends on what your record is too, right? If you're locked into a playoff spot in a deeper league and you have that opening, then, then certainly the upside is worth the stash. Sure. Uh, a lot of tickets. It's a lot of ticket season, fellas. <laughs> 
sure is. Uh, especially if you didn't win that two billion, maybe you could win the Jameson Williams lotto at least. There you go. <laughs> All right, so on the Chicago Bears side here, Justin Fields is red hot right now. Uh, he's been getting a lot more design runs over the last few weeks, and he might be a top ten fantasy quarterback, maybe even top five upside rest of season if he keeps up this kind of production on the ground. You know, he broke that single game regular season rushing record for a quarterback. And uh, it's pretty nuts because the Packers were able to move the ball fine last week against the Lions. It's just two goal line interceptions by Rodgers. So certainly love starting fields here. He's no longer a streamer because he's rostered in the majority of leagues now as he should be. But even, you know, Mooney, Komet, they have some upside against a Lions defense. That's top five in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Uh, you know, they've given up five touchdowns to tight ends over eight games, and they rank both 26th against the run and the pass. I'm with you in this matchup. And then next week they get Atlanta. So certainly nothing too formidable in the coming weeks. Uh, if, you've, if you've got Komet or if he's sitting there on your waiver wire, I, I would add him. I would, I'd throw him in here if you needed something. Yeah, and certainly uh, both running backs, uh, touchdown-dependent flex plays yep. here as well. In fact, 48.5 total points projected for this game, tied for the second most of this week's slate. Give me the Bears at home. Uh, give me the Bears. Bear down. Bear down. All right, moving on to the Denver Broncos at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I can't imagine too many people uh, will enjoy watching this slugfest. Uh, two two defenses that have played fairly well against two offenses that have really struggled. But maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Denver coming off of their bye. Perhaps they use those two weeks to right the ship a little bit, get something going on offense. I think Sutton and Judy are both flex-worthy here. Um, and then we'll see what the running back rotation looks like coming out of the bye. Remember, they traded for Chase Edmonds. Uh, during that time. So we haven't seen uh, the running back usage yet with all three of those guys. I wouldn't feel great about any of them, but if you had to pick one, I think it's still Gordon for me right now. If you had to pick one of the three, I don't really want to start anyone other than Greg Dulcich for uh, Denver until they, until they get things turned right. I just don't know if this is the team with the right coaching to get something actually fixed over the, uh, over the bye week. Yeah, and uh, on the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, so definitely worth monitoring his status. Uh, he's really the only guy you want to start. Maybe Dontrell Hilliard if Henry is out, but hopefully this offense should look a little bit better with Ryan Tannehill likely to come back. He got in a full practice on Thursday, so we're expecting Tannehill in this one, but for fantasy purposes, none of the pass catchers are remotely worth relying upon. Not right now, no, sir. You know, I, I think that Tannehill will be back. I'm not sure that he's going to be 100%, though. And against a pretty solid pass rush and defense overall, I'm actually going to take the Broncos on the road here. All right, nice pick. I'm going to take Tennessee at home to, uh, I think, Derrick Henry just takes some of the, that veteran time off during the week, gets in, and beats Denver senseless. All right, we'll see. Next game up, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Zay Jones had a 94% snap share last week, <laughs> even higher than Christian Kirk, but just the production hasn't been there yet. Still against this Chiefs defense that ranks 24th against the pass. Uh, there is some upside here for Jones as a boom-bust wide receiver four. And then also, you know, the Chiefs, even though they give 
even though they give up, uh, or excuse me, they don't give up a ton of points, they have allowed the ninth most passing yards per game this year. So I think Trevor Lawrence is worth a look as well, even though he's rostered in quite a few leagues already. I, I mean, I can't think of many quarterbacks I would rather play Trevor Lawrence over, but I guess perhaps with the bye week with Joe Burrow on, on the bye, and who else do we have this week? I, I know for a fact he's off. Uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Okay, yeah, I could see that. So he probably creeps into that upper echelon of the uh, quarterback twos. Uh, I think Zay Jones, even though he's not sort of popping, he's also not completely disappearing. Sometimes that's exactly what you want in a flex if you're favored already on the week. So I, I agree with you there. Um, certainly not a guy to, I, I think he must be owned and I think he uh, should be started if you're a favorite and you just sort of need that steady production. Um, ETN goes without saying guys, guys coming into his own now. Yeah. I'm one of the few workhorses in the league uh, on the Chiefs side. I don't know that there's a whole lot to say about the chiefs either. Mahomes. Kelsey, uh, if you had to pick a running back for me, it's still CEH, but hopefully you're not relying on any of those pass catchers because, again, it's really just going to be dependent on who gets open, who gets schemed open, and right now it could be Hardman, it could be Juju. Those are probably the two top options until we see Kadarius Tony uh, get fully involved in this offense. Yeah, I think I let you off the hook too easy last week when we were talking about Chiefs wide receivers. I'm, I'm doubling down. I think it is Juju for the rest of the season, especially in a PPR. He showed us this week with 12 targets. I, I, he's certainly the most reliable option. He's maybe lost a step, but the guy's only 25 years old. Might be 26, possibly now. Um, I, I think he is still the answer for who I want now and for the rest of the season, if I had to pick a Chiefs receiver. Okay, so you would say he's a trade trade target for you then before the deadline? I think so. Okay, let's do a quick would you rather then. Of, sure. You know, would you rather have this wide receiver rest of season, not just this week? Yeah. Um, let's say you are locked into a playoff spot, so you don't need immediate production. Okay. Juju or Mike Williams? Mm, well, the upside of Mike Williams changes the game on that. Sure. So, so it's Mike Williams. Okay, what about Keenan Allen, who we haven't seen in quite a, quite a few weeks? I'm exceptionally worried. I think they're going to look very similar at season's end, so it's juju for me. Okay. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown has had a few quieter weeks. Yeah, he has. Boy, uh, boy, how he's fallen. I think there's opportunity for him to go back into that player that he was, so it would be Amon Ra for me. Okay. Uh, Alan Lazard. No, it's Juju for me. I, I know I, I just can't get on the Lazard train, and maybe that's just my own pack, anti-Packers bias, but we've seen him three years in that uh, on that team and still nothing. Okay, I'm actually going to take Lazard here uh, because okay. it seems like he's the last man standing, Romeo Dubs. <laughs> True. Uh, with, you know, a high ankle sprain. I do think that the target share is going to really get more focused uh, for Lazard. Um, what about Jacoby Myers, who had a down week, uh, you know, in the last game, but he's been solid overall. No, you had it. You had it pegged. He's a wide receiver one so far this year. Keep right. keep Myers. Chris Olave. Now you're tugging at my heartstrings. It's it's Olave. Okay. Um, Christian Kirk. Yeah, there's there's where that's a good line. So is that Kirk or? Yeah. No, it's 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 Juju. Okay. But that's close. Yeah, and we're, we're getting to that area where 
the next the next names down that I'm looking at, you know, I t- I would even take Juju over like Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd. Uh, what about your boy Brandon Ayuk? Oh, I think Ayuk. Okay, um, Terry McLaurin. No, that's Juju. Okay, Devontae Smith. Boy, it sure should be Smith, but it has not panned out. Um, I, I for this season, I think I'd feel safer starting Juju. Okay, I'm on. I'm on the Smith side of that. I know one. that. Oh, you, you see, I know you. I know Smith is like your one B <laughs> AJ Brown pick. So I, so I. Saw yeah, that I think they they kind of alternate those big games, which yeah. you know that, that's kind of that's what you're hoping Juju turns into, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So he's in that. He's in that. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like I'm saying, Hey, you need Juju and treat him like a wide receiver too. But if you need depth, if you need just some sort of fill in spot, or if you need somebody that's going to be what your wide receiver three come late in the season and you want it, and it has to be somebody off the chiefs. It's, it's Juju. I I don't think Tony's going to surpass him. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, to your point, you know, I I certainly have been lower than I should have been on Juju. I think he's definitely right. You know, increased in my rankings eight targets uh in in eight plus targets in six of eight games so certainly the usage has been there and that's the production has really ramped up uh, the last few games so we'll see if that continues to happen but all that being said uh, that's kind of a long-winded way to say we're both taking kansas city here go chiefs <laughs> um, but you still would stash there as tony right as much as we yeah. talked about oh yeah no problem i think the upside is there uh, for, for sure. another explosive piece. Let's move yeah. on to the Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins. David Njoku with that high ankle sprain. He said he's going to play on Sunday, but he still hasn't practiced yet. So right now, uh, kind of a risky start unless we see him get some work in on Friday. And I think this is going to be a higher scoring game. So I, I like Amari Cooper a lot. And if you need the help, I think boom bust wide receiver forward, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he has a lot of upside in this game. The past game should have some production here. Miami is very banged up. They are not slowing down other offenses. By all rights, this should even be a good Kareem Hunt game, um, if, if you're looking in that direction, though we haven't seen many of those lately. Uh, if Miami starts with the ball and gets up early, Hunt will have a big day, but it's it's always a, a risky click there. Yeah, and on the Miami side, you know, we're seeing Jeff Wilson immediately saw a 49% snap share after being traded to the Dolphins. This could be a messy split going forward, but Wilson and Mostert should be rostered. Neither of these guys has really been held up for an entire season. So it's probably smart for the Dolphins to keep using a split backfield here, but certainly a ton of upside if either were to miss time. We saw Mostert has some big games earlier this year, and we saw that Wilson... Uh, did pretty well when he had the opportunity in San Francisco as well. So both of these guys should be rostered. Obviously, you're starting Hill and Waddle. Give me the Dolphins at home. Give me the Dolphins. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this game. I don't know how many people uh, would have seen that coming. Yeah, I mean, two is probably in the top five for MVP talks, right? Yeah, right now. I mean, hey, you surrounded me with that talent, and I might be in the MVP talks. (laughs) Yeah, and I I think Tyreek Hill, obviously a big part of that, uh, the leading candidate to win Offensive Player of the Year as it stands. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Houston Texans at the New York Giants. Boy, there's not much to talk about here outside of Damian Pierce, is there? 
No, and but he is grinding it out. He's staying healthy so far. He's running like a madman. So he's a, he's a running back one. Ooh, I don't know if I put him in the top 12 this week against the <laughs> Giants defense. That's been pretty solid, I would say. It's close. Okay, fine. He's an upside running back too. What do you want me to call him? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You want to do a bet on that? Uh, do you think he's top 15 this week? I'll go 15. Yep. Uh, well, all right. Let's take a look real quick at the running backs for sure. this week. So we've got obviously, you know, McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley, Henry, Kamara, Etienne, Chubb, Walker, Josh Jacobs. You're taking over Pierce. I would, I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Again, yes. Against Dalvin Indy. Cook. That's close. That's close against Buffalo. Uh, I guess I would technically want to take Cook in, in a PPR, but Pierce is going to have plenty of uh, plenty of run. Okay. What about Aaron Jones? Uh, it's we'll get there, but it sounds I don't like know about that ankle. Play. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He looks like he's ready to go. Ugh, Jonathan Taylor, man. You just break my heart. No, I think it's Damien Pierce right now. Really? Okay. Fournette and Swift. No, the, too many questions for, I, I like Lenny, but I like Damien more this week and not Swift. He's uh He's not going to be taken fully out of his case just yet. Yeah, it's pretty rough after those names. I guess top 15 is warranted. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so I win. That <laughs> but, uh, you want to do a Jonathan Taylor bet against Damian Pierce? This no, week? Oh, I can't bet against Jonathan Taylor. The guy's due for three a three-touchdown game, and it could very to, well be against Las Vegas. I was trying to get a get a layup against you. Well, no we haven't done any bets yet this year. So we, we oh, you're right. We haven't. We've been so focused on uh, – well, that's because we opened the season with survival, and we uh, really dialed into that, thought we were going to be doing that for weeks and weeks. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, how, about, how about this bet? I'll take uh, Saquon Barkley over Damian Pierce this week on the other side of this game. Yeah, man. So will I. <laughs> yeah, Barkley in just an absolute <laughs> smash spot against one of the worst run defenses. Yeah, uh, that's my RB one this week. And uh, I, I think he's RB one for everyone. Um, yeah, him or McCaffrey, right against that Chargers run defense. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot else to talk about. Daniel Jones uh, has been running a lot, so he's fine as a streaming option. But yep. really, it's just Barkley of the skill players. And give me the Giants at home. I'll take the Giants. All right, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, you're starting Kamara and Olave. Jarvis Landry got, a, got some limited practice in again this week, but we'll see. He got some work in last week and was still out. Mike Thomas on the IR. That's about it. It's a rough offense, man. This is Saints got to get something going in the next year or two. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's this week because on paper the Steelers' defense isn't very good, but Mike Tomlin always plays tough at home. Uh, coming off rested off the bye on offense with Claypool gone, I like Johnson. I like Pickens both to see a boost in target volume, and, and the same goes for Fryermuth. Uh, the only one that you're really nervous about here is Najee Harris with Jalen Warren really getting more and more work as the seasons progressed. 
I think you, you're, you, well, you said it regarding Warren, but I think we're going to see this offense come together a little better, getting Pickens on the field more, getting, uh, getting Johnson a few more sides. Johnson's fine from the target standpoint, but just a, a little more with Claypool out of the way and, you know, the running back taking a bit of a step back. I, I like these wide receivers going forward. Deontay might be a bit of a buy low given the, just given his, I think, what does he have? One touchdown. I think he's, he's vastly underproduced so far. I don't expect him to blow up and turn it into a double digit, you know, paced touchdown season or anything, but he, he's certainly going to pick it up somewhat. Yeah. I mean, the targets have been there and the targets will continue to come again. Yeah. Gone. Um, they just put Chris Boswell on the IR and picked up another kicker. But all that being said, mm-hmm. I am going to lean the Steelers at home coming off of their bye. This is a tough one. I think the bye week helps it. Despite the state of the New Orleans team right now, if um, if Sean if Sean Payton was on this team, I'd be picking uh, New Orleans right now, but not doing it. All right. So we will both take the Steelers here. Moving on to the Sunday mid-afternoon slate of games, we've got the Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot to talk about here. Um, first, Frank Reich, Frank Reich, excuse me, was fired. Adios. And then they decided to hire Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. Yeah. And their interim offensive coordinator is Parks Frazier, who was formerly the passing game slash assistant quarterbacks coach who has never called plays before. So this is this is not bode well. Um, Michael Pittman just a very iffy flex right now until we see some signs of life from the Colts passing offense and Sam Ellinger. Of course, it is the Raiders defense, so obviously the upside is there for Pittman, but definitely going to be an iffy play, risk reward for sure. The good news is that Jonathan Taylor should be back from his ankle injury. He was limited in practice on Wednesday and upgraded to a full practice on Thursday, and he could be back to that workhorse role because Deion Jackson, with a knee injury, has not practiced at all yet this week as of Thursday. So I think Taylor is back in your lineups and maybe Pittman, and that's not it. Yeah, this team is massively in disarray. Um, the only saving grace for Pittman is is Pierce having some trouble right now, but I don't think and the Raiders defense, but it's hard to want to rely on Michael Pittman at all right now. If, if you have other upside options, I'd probably go that route. Um, but if Pittman's all you got this week, especially with the Bengals on, on a bye, um, I, I guess you go with him. Hope you're right about Jonathan Taylor. Hope his ankles fully, you know, at least 90%, right? Um, or else we could see him knocked out of this one early, and that would really spell disaster for Indy. At the same time, though, this is the exact same sort of narrative that leads to craziness in the NFL where Indy could come in and blow the doors off the Raiders, right? I, I don't know that I would go that far. <laughs> yeah. That, that seems uh, that seems like a, a bit it's far-fetched. Far nothing, is, nothing is going right for them right now, right? But... Uh, well, yeah. certainly the Raiders have plenty of issues of their own because right. Darren Waller and Hunter Henry, excuse me, not Hunter Henry, Hunter Renfro, right. uh, both placed on IR. And uh, look, for what it's worth, Foster Moreau's been a full-time player when Waller's been out. I don't know how much that means given the state of this Raiders offense right now, but Moreau's worth an ad in deeper leagues if you need the help at tight end. And uh, outside of that, it's really just Jacobs and Adams. 
Well, I hope it means a lot for me with uh, Mark Adam, Mark Andrews on the bye. But uh, yeah, Moreau not uh, didn't do much for you last week, but workable. Um, they they want to get him worked in though. He, he's a talented player. Derek Carr does show a good connection with him. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, has a great connection with him, so could make it all a moot point. All right, I'm probably going to regret this, but I will actually take the Raiders at home. I don't think you're going to regret it. They're at home. They're favored. Indy has, I mean, I don't think I could dream up more problems for the, for the Colts to have than they have already. Um, so yeah, give me the Raiders. All right. Next game up here, the Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers. Ezekiel Elliott uh, with that knee sprain has been limited in practice. Right now they're expecting him to play barring a setback, but keep an eye on that just in case. And uh, with all the quarterbacks on by and just all the quarterbacks underperforming in general, I think Dak Prescott's still a solid top 10 option this week, uh, even though the Packers' pass defense is pretty decent overall. Yeah, he, uh, he slots in in that, you know, back end of the quarterback one spot. Absolutely right this uh, this week. Um, Zeke, if, if Zeke's healthy, he's good to go. If he's not, I think this is a fine week for Tony Pollard, but that's uh, not news to anyone at this point. Uh, Michael Gallup, are we, are we still sleeping on him or is he going to turn into anything or is he already a pumpkin? I think he's fine. I think he's a less exciting Gabe Davis where he's going to give you some big weeks, but, uh, not super heavily involved in the offense. I'm just not, I'm not excited about the Cowboys this year. I guess we haven't had Dak long enough for me to get excited for him this year. Right. Well, they've been good even without Dak. It's the defense yeah, that's been really leading the way for for the Cowboys. But yeah. uh, um, and at this point, I don't I don't think you can start Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, even in one quarterback leagues. Yeah, no, he's he's outside of that uh, that quarterback one ranking this week against Dallas's defense. Has no weapons around him. Um, hopefully, Aaron Jones is doing well, but can't expect a big big game out of him uh, from the backfield and pass catching, given the ankle. And Aaron uh, AJ Dillon has not done a darn thing for him. So, yeah, ju- th- this uh, this Packers offense is not winning me weeks. Well, this week, it really depends a lot on the ankle injury. Again, it does sound like Aaron Jones is expected to play, but another situation to monitor closely on Friday practice and through the weekend. Yeah. Um, Romeo Dubs, he's out for at least, what, two to four weeks, something like yeah. that with a high ankle sprain, so he doesn't factor in. And right now, to me, it's Alan Lazard who should see a lot of target volume uh, with just nobody else that Rodgers trusts right now. And Christian Watson was in the concussion protocol, but it sounds like he was just placed there out of precaution. He is expected to play. And look, if you need a boom or bust wide receiver four, Trayvon Diggs is probably going to see a lot of Alan Lazard. And we know that Watson has the speed on some of those end rounds and the scripted plays uh, to take it in for a touchdown. He's the highest drafted Packers uh, wide receiver in the last decade, I think. Would you rather start Lazard or Donovan Peoples-Jones this week? Or, excuse me, not Lazard, uh, Christian Watson. Probably DPJ. That matchup is just so nice with Miami. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree there. Um, yeah. What about Michael Pittman, who you've been very iffy on? No. Nope. The upside's not there. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mike. Love you. Really? You would start Christian Watson over Michael Pittman? Oh, no, Donovan Pe- No, I would take him over. He, he'd slot in the middle of those two. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I was a little surprised there, but uh, no. misunderstood. All right. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys on the road. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. Smash them. It'll be interesting, though. I, I don't think this is necessarily going to be a blowout like some people are expecting with Mike McCarthy coming back. Uh, you know, we we all thought that the Broncos were going to beat up on the Seahawks, right, in week one in that revenge narrative between Russ and Pete Carroll. And I think Mike McCarthy uh, might have some ideas on what Aaron Rodgers actually does struggle with, especially with most of his receivers hurt. But uh, Rodgers certainly will not be going down quietly at home in Lambeau. No, but he did go down quiet, quietly against the Lions, so there's always that. Well, I mean, yeah, certainly some unforced or forced errors there with two goal line interceptions, but they were moving the ball uh, you yeah, know, true. on the field against Detroit. So That's true. Again, I just think this will be clo- closer. I've heard some people talking about uh, the Packers getting blown out in this one. I'm not quite sure it's going to be that kind of game. Hopeful thinking, but no, not likely. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Both quarterbacks dealing with some injury questions here. Kyler Murray has a hamstring injury, was able to get some practice in Thursday. And as of right now, the Cardinals don't sound too concerned. Uh, they have him listed as day-to-day, but again, another player worth monitoring the, the Friday practice status on. And uh, at the wide receiver position, obviously DeAndre Hopkins, but Rondell Moore has been consistently getting targeted out of the slot. And if we expect Jalen Ramsey uh, to match up with DeAndre Hopkins on a lot of those snaps, Moore could get even more targets this week. I like him as almost a back-end wide receiver, too, a very high-end wide receiver three for me. Yeah, they're going to key on to Hopkins. I don't hate it. Uh, that's a very week-to-week sort of play, and this is the week for it. Uh, I know you're not going to bring his name up, but I think James Conner needs a little respect put on him here. He got back in. He saw five targets in his first game back. Um, like it or not, the coaching staff likes him, and they like to pound, try and pound the ball with him. So I think James Conner slots right back into very startable territory. Yeah, I think he's definitely startable, but he's more of a high-end flex for me. Yeah, that's probably all he should be, but I don't I don't know if that's what Arizona sees him as. Right. I mean, I think you're starting him, but he's not like a must-start depending on your own. No, flex. no, no, no. Yeah, okay. no, certainly not. No. On the Rams side, uh, Matthew Stafford, somehow in the concussion protocol, uh, not sure exactly when he suffered that, perhaps in practice uh, earlier this week, but Aaron he Donald sounds very it. questionable for this game, yeah. so it could be John Wolford. Yeesh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's already just the Cooper Cup show in L.A., yeah. and if it's Wolford, it almost certainly is just Cooper Cup. Maybe Tyler Higby if Wolford decides to check it down a lot more. Um, but yeah, this is an offense that, I mean, how sad is it? Is it that last week when we were talking about the Rams and the Bucks, it was like, oh, this game, not, nah, you know, two, two great teams going at it. Like, like it was a couple years back. Yeah. Uh, the mighty have fallen. It, there's nothing I've liked less this year than picking NFC West games also. Yeah. Well, look, I know the Cardinals have been disappointing, but their defense has been playing pretty well, even with the offense struggling, uh, especially with a lot of penalties on the offensive side. And if it, if my choices are a banged up Kyler Murray against John Wolford, I'm taking Arizona on the road. Yeah. Give me Arizona. Even if Stafford starts. Yeah. I I was going to say, I I was leaning that way even before this concussion news for Stafford, because that's how bad the Rams have been this year. Yeah, it's true. 
All right, that brings us to Sunday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. Keenan Allen not expected to play as of right now, but they have not placed him on, on IR, so there's a hope that he could be back by next week. Um, with Mike Williams also out, Josh Palmer had eight catches for 106 yards on 10 targets, but that was against the Falcons last week. The Niners defense is a little bit tougher here, uh, even with the recent injury to Jason Verrett, who apparently tore his Achilles, I think it was, in practice mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, so that's obviously a big blow for the Niners defense, but even with all their issues on the secondary, their front seven, their pass rush is pretty solid, and I think they're going to give Justin Herbert plenty of trouble here. I don't know that Justin Herbert is, if he's a top 10 quarterback in fantasy this week, he's barely there. He has really not lived up to the hype this year. Um, I think he was going in round three of most drafts, so that's well, just going to just a lot of issues on, on offense in general, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. You lose your top two options. Uh, so you're left with your best option being obviously a great player in Austin Eckler, right? But throw, dumping it off to the running back is not what's going to sustain uh, fantasy success for a quarterback. Um, expect a fine week for Eckler. I think Palmer will be fine out of necessity here against San Francisco, but you're absolutely right. That defense is a lot more uh, staunch. Um the other thing with the Chargers is they've been getting off to really slow starts. So if uh, if San Fran can start fast and and keep their foot on the pedal and keep the ball out of their hands with their great running game, this could really, really be problematic for the Chargers. Well, between McCaffrey and Debo, they could run for 200 yards. On right. Sunday and just keep, you know, Herbert on the sidelines too. Let's do a quick would you rather this week uh, with Herbert. Sure. Um, I, I think it's clearly Fields over Herbert this yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Dak Prescott? Yep. Tua? Yes. What about Brady against the Seahawks? I know I know you picked against me in that matchup. Yeah, it's it's Brady, but it's by a hair. Okay. Um Daniel Jones against Houston. I think I still stay with Justin Herbert. Just I, I'm probably falling in love with the name rather than the situation, but but I, I can't start Jones over Herbert. Uh Jared Goff at the Bears? No way. Russell Wilson at the Titans. Oh, no, it's Herbert. Geno Smith and Tampa Bay. Right? Geno. Yeah, okay. no, give yeah Geno. I think it's Geno, too. All right, so, yeah, certainly on the cusp of that 10 spot, but, uh, yeah, never thought we'd be having this conversation about Justin no, Herbert. Right. How about the other side of the ball, Jimmy G? I think it's a fine matchup. Right. My only concern is – my concern with Garoppolo here is the same concern – with Daniel Jones is that the running backs could score like four touchdowns and he could pass for like 190 yards and just not need to do it. Yeah. I'm with, I'm, I agree with you, but that said he's put up an impressive stretch of games, right? Two touchdowns in each of his last four starts, uh, hasn't thrown an interception since two weeks ago against the chiefs. But yeah, I I think he's fine, but I'm not super excited to start Garoppolo this week. Just think if Carolina had him as their quarterback. Oh, yeah, battling out with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Oh, my. Uh, I do think we could see Garoppolo in, like, Indy next year, perhaps. Something like that. Yeah, you're, yeah that, that sounds like the exact thing that Indianapolis would do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but the good news for Garoppolo, at the very least, this week, Debo Samuel practiced in full on Wednesday. He should be good to go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're starting Debo. You're starting McCaffrey. 
Kittle is still top 10 tight end despite volume issues, but yeah, everyone's good to go for the Niners. You know who else would fit in real well in Indy next year? Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, A lot depends on their coaching staff too. We'll (laughs) see what what they end up doing there. But all that being said, I'm going to take the Niners at home. Yeah, give give me San Fran. All right, moving on to Monday Night Football, the Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, uh, just a lot of rough PR for the Commanders with uh, being sued by the, uh, what is it, the D.C. Attorney General's office and Mm -hmm. a lot of issues and red flags there. But for fantasy purposes, I think it's pretty clear cut. It's it's really just Terry McLaurin. And and that's really not that great of a play. Well, I was going to say, if we're assuming that Darius Slay is going to stick to McLaurin, it could actually be a decent game for Curtis Samuel, who's seen his targets drop with Heineke, who seems to like McLaurin a lot. But I, I do think there's a fair amount of volume to be had for Samuel in this one if, if they choose to really limit McLaurin. The thing about this matchup is Philly's going to get up on this team, right? They're at home. They're a much better team. So there should be plenty of passing volume. So my question is, do you think Antonio Gibson is worth any sort of glance? Yeah, I think he's an iffy flex play. Uh, You're hoping for PPR volume, right? He's being used a lot out of the backfield. So that's good in what we're projecting to be uh, a catch-up game script. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... It's all gut shots for all these players, even even McLaurin. But there, there's a there's a possibility for for one of them to hit big, or maybe a couple of them to have you know double digit production. But against Philadelphia, it's that that's just a tough play. Yeah, and on the Eagles side, not a whole lot to say. Uh, this Washington defense is struggling. They have a good defensive front, but you're certainly not worried about Jalen Hurts for starting him. Miles yep. Sanders, AJ Brown, Montez Dallas Goddard. Give me the Eagles at home. Yeah. Goddard really had a great week. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly. Yep. All right. You want to run through the teams on by here, Los? Sure, Will. We've got four by teams this week. First of all, Cincinnati. So, of course, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst should find their way to your bench. Uh, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Damien Harris, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, and Hunter Henry find replacements for for them. The Jets, Zach Wilson, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Garrett Wilson, and Tyler Conklin, of course, have a bye if you were planning on relying on them this week. And in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, Devin Duvernay, Mark Andrews, and Isaiah Likely, who I think Isaiah Likely needs to be owned by the Mark Andrews uh, manager right now yeah i mean he what led the team in targets last yeah. week um even though that only resulted in one catch but it was for a touchdown yep so i guess he'll take it i mean touchdowns are the lifeblood of the, the tight ends other than the target hogs so yeah and um, shoulders are very important to tight ends they do a lot of blocking they did they i mean they're just don't downplay this. I'm hoping for my sake that it's nothing that he's fine. This nice bye week is great. And he's going to be a thousand percent, but I'm telling you, I wish I had Isaiah likely on my team. <laughs> well, you can always go and trade for him. But, I uh, can. Um, all right. That will wrap it up for the week 10 preview. Hopefully you guys are on track to make it to the fantasy playoffs or at least have a good chance to do so. 
And if you have any more specific questions coming up over the next couple of days, you can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can find me at FFA underscore Los. That's L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember, like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.